The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday where nothing is happening because, you know, it's still June. <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep saying calm, relax, right up until the point that I don't and lose all sense and reason. However, today, my good friend Fabrizio Romano a man with a catchphrase, has reported, and I use the word reported loosely, he has tweeted. He has tweeted that Liverpool have opened talks with Romeo Lavia. Now, whether that's with Southampton or with the player, I don't know. I was led to believe we'd already spoken to the player and gotten a green light, but that Southampton's asking price was too high. But maybe we have decided that it's worthwhile paying um, I'm fully prepared to buy into what Romano is selling on this one because he's telling me what I want to hear. Now, he does mention Arsenal in the same tweet. And he says they've been working on this deal for 15 days. But David Ornstein, who is without question the best reporter going, especially on Arsenal, said that Arsenal haven't had talks. They haven't had talks with the player. They haven't had talks with the club. So I think Romano is backing his own claims from a couple of weeks ago where he said Arsenal were making a move for Lavia and that seemed to come off the back of Miguel Delaney saying that industry insiders, whatever the fuck that is said that he might not have used that phrase, I might have made that up in my head but anyway he said that the information he had was that Arsenal was the most likely club for Lavia this summer. Now The thing there is, Miguel Delaney is not a transfer journalist and never has been. Um, So I wouldn't put too much stock into what he says regarding transfers. I do think we can get Romeo Lavia this summer, and I think he would be a brilliant signing. Now, everybody knows I'm about the biggest fan of Moises Caicedo going. And Moises Caicedo would have been one of my dream signings for this summer. He is incredible. But it's worth remembering that Romeo Lavia is 
two is two years and two months younger than Moises Caicedo. And I would bet that in about 18 months, Romeo Lavia is better than the Moises Caicedo we just watched this past season. Now, at that point, Caicedo himself will have developed further, so he will still be the better player. But I think the gap will be quite small. And long-term, Lavia will be the better player. Lavia is Caicedo off the ball, but he's Aurelian Chouameni on the ball. He is exceptionally good on the ball. This kid is incredibly special. Pep Guardiola saw him play once and insisted that City sign him. Once, in an underage tournament. To give you an idea of how young Romeo Lavia is, Moises, uh, forget Moises for a second, actually. Curtis Jones, okay? Curtis Jones will only become a homegrown player in this coming season. Romeo Lavia is 26 days short of being three years younger than Curtis. Romeo has three more years as an under-21 player. He's just finished a full season of Premier League football. He has three more years as an under-21 player before he counts as homegrown. And he will obviously count as homegrown having moved to England in the summer of 2020. So he will count as homegrown when he turns... He'll be 22 at the time when he becomes eligible to be registered as a homegrown player. That's how young he is. That's how good he is. He's already been capped by the Belgian senior team. He will be a long-term fixture there, without question. Tedesco took over as the Belgian manager replacing Roberto Martinez. And one of the first things he did was call this kid up. In a dreadful Southampton team last year, he was the one player who consistently performed at a high level. Surrounded by underperforming dross, having three managers, two of whom were fucking dreadful. I'm all in on the idea of Lavia being the third midfield signing. So we get Alexis, then we get Turam, then we get Lavia. To me, that is a really, really good midfield rebuild. Now, obviously, it's a big step up from Southampton to Liverpool. So Lavia is not going to come in and start for us day one. Which means Fabinho is going to remain the starting number six, which isn't ideal. But like, let's be really honest here. That was happening anyway. Whether it was Manu Kone or Florentino Luis or probably even Moises Caicedo, any of them coming in, it would have been Fabinho starting because Klopp's not going to change the entire midfield in one go. He might change the two number eight positions and then over time he'll change the number six position. Remember when Fabinho arrived? He didn't become first choice for nearly six months. 
Jordan Henderson was starting there. Alexis will be a day one starter. Catherine might not, so it might still be Henderson. The hope would be it will be Curtis, shifting Curtis to the right of the box midfield and let Curtis and Catherine be the two options there. And then Lavia to replace Fabinho at some point during the season. Build him up slowly. This kid is genuinely a special talent. And anyone that tells you who he, that he isn't, frankly, hasn't watched him. They just haven't watched him play. This kid is so good. And stop with the, we already have Basetich, why would we do this? He is levels above Stefan Basetich. Levels above. It's not even close. Basetich also isn't a six, but that's neither here nor there. This kid is genuinely special. So for all the whinging and crying that we didn't get Jude, this kid might be just as special. Like, he genuinely might be. There's a reason that without kicking a ball in the Premier League, City were able to command 15 million for him. There's a reason City insisted on a 40 million buyback for next summer. Not some small figure, 40 million. And they will trigger that if he's still at Southampton. If we can get him for around 50 million... You're talking about a lad that could play in our midfield for the next decade at an incredibly high level. You put him next to Trent, it works. It works in a three with Turam, Lavia and McAllister either. If we can get him, and it seems possible that we can, we should do everything we can to ensure that he's a Liverpool player. We're not going to pay the fee for Caicedo. We're not going to pay the fee for Chuameni. But you can get the best of both worlds with him. And yes, you'll have to be patient with him. But we're not winning the league next season anyway. We're miles off. Like we just finished fifth. We need four starters. We need four or five squad players. We're miles off winning the league. So this idea that everybody has to come in and contribute immediately is just foolish. Let's say our four for the summer are Alexis, Kefren, Lavia and Inacio as the centre-back. Well, Alexis and Inacio can come in and start day one, straight away. They can be first team players Turam could be eased in and Lavia can be eased in but Turam and Lavia have incredible potential we know what Alexis is going to be he's going to be a solid 8 out of 10 pretty much every week and Anasio could be a complete game changer with what he can do on the ball passing out from the back. Now, if it's Mickey van der Veen, I'm happy with that as well. Because defensively, I think he's going to be an absolute monster. He's already incredible 1v1. He's massive. He's powerful. 
He's lightning quick. If he can improve his aerial ability, and that's literally the only knock there is on him, is his aerials. Because on the ball, he's solid. If he includes improves his aerials, he is he's basically Ebu two two point So I'm happy with him either. But Inacio does offer that immense playmaking ability from the back, that ability to break the lines with his passing from all over the pitch. So I'm happy with either of them. But you get him and you get Alexis; they can walk in and start day one. Lavia, it can be a Slower process. Kefren, I think, is he's ready to start. There's no doubt in my mind he's ready to start. But I think again he'd be one that the team would, the club would like to bring along slowly and just handle his development because he's got so much potential. But if Lavia is going to cost fifty, Turan will be about forty two, forty three. Alexis was 35. And then Inacio, I think it's 39 is his buyout. It could be a little bit less. Like, that's very doable with some sales. We have players to sell. Queeving Kelleher could be sold. Nat Phillips could be sold. I I think we should have sold Fabio Carvalho. We made a decision not to. I wouldn't be surprised if Thiago was sold. I really wouldn't. If an offer comes in from Saudi Arabia, it wouldn't surprise me. We can sell Costas. You're not losing anything selling Costas, especially if Anastio's coming in. There's no point in actually keeping Costas if Anastio comes in. So we have lads that we can sell. And that would mean that, let's say we sell, not Phillips, let's say we get 8 million from, and let's say we get 2 million for Reese Williams, and let's say we get 15 million for Costas, maybe 18 million, 15 we'll say. Well, there's 25 million. What do we get? 2 million for Nathan Clarks, and there's 27. And there's probably enough there to make the rest happen. Anashu at 37, Alexis at 35, Turam at 42, and Lavi at 50. That's 92, 127, 166, 166, so next spend a bit of 140 million. I don't see that that's outside the realms of possibilities at all. Because the key is not the overall fee. The key is, well, there's two keys. One is payment structure. So how much of that are you actually paying up front? That's the first thing that's vital. So then you know how much you're actually spending this summer. And the second thing is, what are the additional costs? So what are the agent fees? Are there any other people standing with their hands out as there was in the Bellingham deal? And what's the contract going to be? So what are the additional additional costs? And Alexis has probably come in on 100 grand a week, maybe 120. I wouldn't say it's huge money. Not much more than, say, Ox was on last season. 
Turam, I'd imagine, is about 80 grand. Lavia, probably something similar. And Anasio, probably something similar. So we would be bringing the wage bill down significantly, considering Bobby left. That's 200 grand gone. Milner left. There's about 100 grand on his last year of his contract, although he was getting significant appearance fees, which is probably why he was playing every single week. Um, that's 300 grand. Nabi was 100 grand. There's 400. Ox, I think is about 120. It could be wrong. Could have been 100. Let's say 100. That's 500. Uh, Phillips is on about 50. Costas is probably on about 50. I'd imagine Reese Williams is probably on 20-ish. That's 620 grand gone off the wage bill. That's 31 million a year gone off the wage bill with Turam on 80, Lavia the same, 160. Let's say 120 for Alexis. It's 280. Inacio, again, probably probably 80. That's 360. That's 13 million a year. No, it's not. It's 18 million a year. But we've reduced the wage bill by 13 million, which helps. It goes towards agent fees or intermediary fees or signing bonuses. Can go towards the fund for when Trent gets a new deal, when potentially Virgil gets a new deal, and they get a little bit more money. So because we're run the way we're run, everything kind of interlocks. Spend too much money in one place, you've got less money to spend somewhere else. But Romeo Lavia, honest to God, this that would be a great signing. A great, great signing. You get him, you get Turam, you get Anasio or, or Van de Ven, and you, you have Alexis in the door. That's a really, really good summer. Like that's a nine out of ten summer. The only thing that it will be lacking for this summer that I think is actually needed is a good backup for Ibu. But look, Matip and Gomez can do a job. It's not a great job, but maybe they bounce back. Matip's had a rough fifteen months. Gomez hasn't been great since the injury, but that's a horrendous injury. And maybe it will take a little bit of time. Like, when when it happened, when it happened, you can go back and you can listen to Marty and Cy Brundish and what they said about it and how horrendous that injury is and how long it can take a player to get back to their previous level. Like, that's a really tough injury to overcome. And the thing with Gomez is he hasn't had enough opportunities to get back to the level that he was at before. <clears throat> so we don't know if he's capable of getting back there because we can't actually afford to give him the minutes because he was making mistakes. So it's really difficult. In an ideal world, you probably would sell Joe Gomez this summer and bring in a replacement centre-back. But we're not in a position to do that because we've got so much else to do because the squad was mismanaged for a couple of years. But, like, if you are looking at Liverpool's midfield moving forward, and in that hybrid role, you've got Trent and you've got Besetic, because I think that's the best role for him in this team. Now, not as a starter, because obviously we've got Trent, but to play in the Cups, to play in whatever, 
in Europa League, easier league games. I think that's the role you give him minutes in. You got him as the backup to Trent. You've got Fabinho and Lavia as the sixes, the defensive midfielder. You've got Alexis and, say, Curtis as the left-sided ones. Turam and Henderson as the right-sided ones. Like, take Henderson out, take Fabinho out. That's a really good young core. A really good young core. All 25 and below. You'd need to still add more to it, obviously, next summer. You know, add a Fabinho replacement, add a Henderson replacement. Just quality competition in those areas. And all of a sudden, you'd have this group of eight midfielders. Because Henderson, Fabinho and Thiago will have to be replaced anyway at some point, as bodies in the squad. Even if we're replacing them as starters now, you'll still need to replace them as bodies in the squad in time, and hopefully that's next summer. Then you'd have a core group of eight midfielders for four positions that you wouldn't need to touch for a couple of years. So you get three this summer. Maybe you get two next summer with Fab and Thiago moving on. And then the following summer, hopefully Henderson moves on and we replace him. And now our midfield is is set to move forward. And we're, you know, back in title contention, back in Champions League winning contention. Lavia would be a great buy. He genuinely would be a great buy. Anyway, right, that's enough of that. Um, What else is there today? Luis Diaz is taking the number seven shirt. So do make sure that if you've purchased a Liverpool shirt for yourself or for a kid this summer with the old number, the club are going to swap them out. You can get a number seven. Uh, is Ajax's 1995 team the template for Klopp's New Liverpool? Adam Beatty. Are my ideas just been stolen left and right? I was the first one to say this. This is upsetting to me uh they did first of all first of all though they did not op- operate in a 31231 shape no they didn't um also ahead of Rijkaard, the likes of Ronald Deport no it was Clarence Seedorf and Edgar Davids Ronald Deport played as the 10 and Yari Littman played as the 9 now, uh, this has got that the wrong way around. But yeah, I mean, this this is what, what we're seeing, I think. This is literally just nicking my ideas. Fucking hell. You're welcome. Um, Liverpool have nailed their other great rebuild, but the perfect, the toughest task is next. Oh, this is the rebuild of the front three, and obviously replacing Mo would be the toughest task. But I don't. I hopefully we don't have to worry about that for a while. Uh, how Liverpool are at the forefront, forefront of artificial intelligence. 
Uh, timeline of the Anfield Road extension. Liverpool expect to complete Kefren Turam deal. I think David Lynch said that. Yes, it was David Lynch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Happy with that one. Very happy with that one. And da, 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 da. Five things you not may not remember from Liverpool's 2020 title celebrations. Liverpool bid for Gabriel Viega not imminent. Focus on other midfielders. Uh, will Joe Gomez's wait for Liverpool first ever end? I assume it's his first Liverpool goal. Um, Liverpool.com. Liverpool should sign next Endo Fernandez as ideal transfer option available for just $33 million. So that is Florentino Luis, who is in no way the next Enzo Fernandez, but really good. And I would take, I would take him over, over Manu Kone. And right now you'd take him over Romeo Lavia if you're looking at, say, the next two years. But if you're looking at the long term, you take Lavia. Uh, Liverpool transfer news. There, there was some spoofer trying to claim that we were going to have a meeting with Victor Osman. Um, bizarre. Goncalo Inacio signed in dream scenario as Liverpool transfer genius about to become even clearer. Alexis McAllister just watched ideal next signing and should lead Liverpool to transfer. Uh, what? Who? Who did Alexis watch? Alexis was on holiday. And he watched, oh, Federico Redondo. Yeah. That kid is really special, but he's a year away from being ready to move, I think. He should probably stick about where he is for another year. Uh, Liverpool should know next transfer after Kefren Turam to fix two Jurgen Klopp issues in one. No. No, no. <laughs> We're just going to move right along from that. Um... Todd Bowley and $258 million, Euro, million dollar Chelsea transfers. Who cares about Todd Bowley? The man is an imbecile. Liverpool already has midfielder who can match Declan Rice that own who, who can better Declan Rice that only Rodri can match. I Jesus, I don't know. Uh, we'll go on to AnfieldIndex.com because that website hurts my face sometimes. Um... Liverpool legends respectful send-off for Roberto Firmino. Liverpool to splash 80 million on European midfield powerhouse. I just don't see us signing Nicola Barella. I think his agent is trying to get him a new deal. Like, that money, 80 million is, what, 71 million sterling? Let's get a currency converter up. 80 million euro is actually 69 million pounds. That would get us Lavia and nearly half of Turan. So we'd just be better off signing those two. 
I know Barella is better now, but we also need to think about the long term and the fit and the better fits for what we need are Turam as an athletic, dynamic, box-to-box player and Lavia as a shielding number six who's an elite-level ball winner rather than Barella, who's really, really good, like really good, but <clears throat> doesn't really work in the 3-4-3. If you're going to play a... F- uh, sorry, it did the yeah, 3-4-3 with the box midfield. If you're going to play a back four plus a box midfield, then he would make a lot of sense. Then he would make more sense than, say, Turam does in this shape. But, yeah, no. Uh, there's a piece on Florentino Luis, a piece on Mo Salah, a piece on Diogo Jota, and then podcast-wise, there's three new ones. There's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a Media Matters with Neil Jones joining Dave Davis. There is a transfer show with Trev and Dave Davis. And there is a new scouted. Uh, myself and Carl went from Arsenal to Fulham, looking for one player to have a breakout season and one player who should leave for the betterment of their own career. Uh, we're going to go from L onwards, L to W, on the next one, which I think we're going to record tomorrow, but I'm still waiting to hear back from the very busy man that is Carl Matchett. He's probably on holiday somewhere because he likes to have four holidays a year. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've got for today. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. And remember, if you're going on Twitter and you're having meltdowns, just calm the fuck down. Like, there's still nearly a full week. There's still nearly a full week left in July. Jurgen Klopp did not say he wanted all his players in by the start of preseason. At no point have you heard him say that. Journalists said that. Journalists say a lot of shit. Like, Jimbo Pierce today tried to claim that we spent 50 million on Luis Diaz, which we didn't. He tried to claim that after signing... Cody Gakpo in January, our net spend for last season was 75 million, which it just wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't actually anywhere close to that. So, you know, journalists say a lot of shit. Just ignore most of it. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.